This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. Gordon Blondell, Dorothy Lamour, W.C. Fields, Rogers and Hart, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, Werner Jansen and Don Amici. This is the Chase and Sanborn Hour. This is the Chase and Sanborn Hour, and this is Don Amici greeting you for one of the screen's most delightful comedians, Miss Joan Blondell. And for those heavenly twins of the musical world, Dick Rogers and Larry Hart. Greetings, too, from W.C. Fields, Dorothy L'Amour, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, and Werner Jansen, America's foremost conductor, who leads the orchestra in a top tune of the day, That Foolish Feeling. clamped on his red head and his monocle screwed in his right eye, Charlie McCarthy is about two jumps ahead of the truant officer and only two and a half jumps ahead of a spanking. But nobody'd risk hand-spanking Charlie, even if he is made of soft pine. But it's a safe bet Edgar Bergen can talk Charlie out of any kind of trouble because it's really Edgar who puts the words in Charlie's mouth. I uh, hope, Edgar, that you have cleared everything with the truant officer and that you have enrolled Charlie in a school. Well, it's not as simple as all that, Don. No, it isn't, no. Well, I've had another letter from Mr. Ramshackle, the truant officer. And he's liable to arrive here and get Charlie any minute. <laughs> well, he'll have some time to get me because I've locked all the doors around here and I've swallowed the keys. Oh, <laughs> if he does show up, I'm going to take the air route out of here. The air route? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm leaving through the ventilator. I <laughs> see. Well, now, listen, young man. Uh-huh. 
I, I'm, I don't want to be any part of this. No. No, listen. You're only cheating yourself out of an education. Is that so? Yes. Now, don't count on me for protection, for I'm not going to be a part of this scheme of yours. Oh, is that so? No. Well, suppose I do go to school. Suppose I do. So what? Well, it means a great deal to have your name read Charlie McCarthy, LLD, or PhD. Yes. Now, it's up to you how it's going to read. Yes. Well, I like Charlie McCarthy, RSD. RM. <laughs> For that matter, I've already had a title of MD. MD? Yeah, mental deficient. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, you're all right, Charlie. I think so, yes. yes. <laughs> there are just a few wheels out of order up here in your head. Uh, well, I'll keep my hat on. It won't show. No. <laughs> but, young man, you can't hide ignorance. No. No. Every time you speak, you reveal your knowledge or your lack of knowledge. Is that so? Yes. For example, if a man should come up to you and say, will you borrow me $10? Yes. What do you think of that? Very little. Very little. <laughs> you know he lacks education. Yes. Why? Well, if he had any sense at all, he'd know I didn't have 10 bucks. I see. <laughs> now, if he should say, can you loan me $10? What's the difference? There's no difference at all. <laughs> I'm still broke. I see. At school, I was known as a three-letter man. I owe you. I <laughs> A shameful record. Is that so? What's your... What kind of a student were you, Mr. Bergen? Well, in all my school years, I can boast of a record of never having failed in any subject. Yeah? Can you say the same? Well, uh, uh, yes, uh, but not with such a straight face. I... <laughs> And schooling. I don't know. If I don't go to school, the truant officer comes after me. And if I do go, they flunk me out. Yeah. <laughs> Life is complicated, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's so complicated that I think if a person is lucky, if he isn't born at all. Of course, that seldom happens. <laughs> uh, how do you do, gentlemen? Can you tell me where I could find Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy? Uh, yes. Us is them. I mean, we's of those, uh... I'm it. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, look, which one is which? Well, that's him, and I'm me. Well, wh which one is the stupid one? Well, there's been a good deal of discussion about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to talk to you if I'm not intruding. Oh, not at all. Come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. Uh, thank you, thank you. I am Mr. Ramshackle, the truant officer. Oh. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Don't you dare to interrupt us here. Oh, so you're Charlie McCarthy, hmm? No, no, not me. My name is Exo Carlson. I just came over here three years ago. <laughs> now, look, you can't fool me, McCarthy. Why don't you tell the truth? Why don't you blow your nose? <laughs> I guess you don't know what I'm here for, hmm? Huh? Well, what are you going to do, Mr. Ramshackle? And there's only one road for me to take. Why don't you take it? You take the high road and I'll take the alley. All right. That boy must come with me. I'll go, but if you take me away from Bergen, I'll never say another word. <laughs> that boy is sadly in need of schooling. Uh -huh. That is shown by his marks forwarded from New York. That's they read D in spelling, D in arithmetic, D in deportment, and D in effort. 
Well, I was fresh out of effort. <laughs> There's very little to be said for that. Nothing but D's. Very little to be said for that. Well, at least I'm consistent. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, but it doesn't read very well. D, 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 D. Now, it sounds better if you sing it. D, 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 D. Edgar, I guess I can be myself again and remove the false whiskers and accent of Mr. Ramshackles. I think we had Charlie scared for a while then, but music will calm him down. Music by Rogers and Hart. For 18 years, we've been humming and whistling their songs. When they were college freshmen, they started working together on the words and music for two Columbia Varsity shows. And in just a few years, they've written 30 musical comedies, six musical movies, and more than 2,000 songs. We add to that record with the first-time performance of Please Make Me Be Good, a brand new song written by Dick Rogers and Larry Hart for Dorothy L'Amour to sing, a lovely song to a lovely lady.
make me be good. I adore you, but my foot can slip. I implore you, hold me tight, don't let me trip. Be firm as you While you caress me, be sure to outguess me. days certainly invite us all to enjoy life to the full. And as authority on that subject, Donald Briggs. One of the pleasures of the season is the cool, refreshing goodness of delicious iced coffee. Iced coffee, as you know, tastes more delicious and does more to refresh you if you make it properly. The important thing is to avoid a weak, watery taste from the melting ice. So allow for ice dilution by making your coffee a little stronger than usual and by using the blend that gives you the extra richness you want. Chase and Sanborn coffee. This blend of the world's choice coffees always comes to you at the peak of its marvelous flavor, for it's rushed straight from roasting to your grocer with a date of delivery clearly marked on every bag. This dating plan guarantees freshness. In addition, it enables us to pack Chase and Sanborn dated coffee in an economical dated bag instead of an expensive container, and we give you the saving. Enjoy this rich, satisfying coffee often. Hot at breakfast, iced during the day and in the evening. Buy a pound of Chase and Sanborn dated coffee from your grocer tomorrow. Because her father and mother were acting, Joan Blondell had made 56 trips across the United States and gone around the world seven times before she was 20 years old. Since she has finally settled down in Hollywood as a star of Warner Brothers... Joan has become one of our finest comedians and a swell dramatic actress, too. For us, she plays the girl in Colin Clement's one-act play, Spring, Miss Joan Blondell. 
Tom. Spring with Joan Blondell as the girl and Don Amici as the gob. The scene is a bench in a park, any old park, on a spring night. The girl enters, looks at the full moon overhead, and with a sigh, sits down on the edge of the park bench. The gob comes along, stops, and sits down beside her. Alone? Yeah, alone. You waiting for anybody? Nope, nobody in particular. Ah, just sitting, eh? Mm-hmm, just sitting and thinking. Yeah, what you thinking about? Oh, I don't know. Just kind of thinking of a... Oh, just thinking. Oh. You thinking, too? Uh-huh. A penny for your thoughts. Huh? What you mean, a penny for my thoughts? Don't you know what that means? No, I don't get you. Well, a penny for your thoughts means... Uh, well, uh, I was just wondering what you were thinking about. See, I bet you I was thinking the same thing you was thinking when you told me you was just thinking. Oh, I was not. Oh, well, now, you don't need to get so high hand about it. Well, why shouldn't I? Who wouldn't get so when some fresh guy comes along and tells a girl she was thinking things she hadn't had not to of? Who did? You did just now. You said that... Me? I... Yes, you. Just because I said you was probably thinking the same thing I was thinking, that? Yeah, sure. You up and get sore about that? Sure. Where was you brung up anyhow? Think that's the thing to say to the respectable girl? Respectable? Well, who said you wasn't? Well, you didn't say it, but you... Well, you might as well have... Say, now, listen, get this and get it straight. You think I ain't been knocking around this old world long enough to know a respectable Jane from, uh, well, from the other kind? Yeah, but you came up here and You to... got me all wrong. I came up here because I like to walk up that street over there and peek in the windows of people who have homes of their own. Sit here under the trees. I wasn't trying to pick you up when I seen you sitting here looking lonesome-like. Ah, well, I guess I might as well be mooching along. Oh, you ain't going, are you? Well, why not? You sure ain't making this place no picnic ground for me. Well, then, what was you thinking about? Ah, maybe you'd laugh. Laugh? Oh, honest, I wouldn't laugh. Go on, tell me what you were thinking about. About poetry. Poetry? Yeah, I told you you'd laugh. I ain't laughing. No, because that's what I was thinking about, too. Was you? What kind of poetry? I don't know. Oh, a lot of kind of things I don't know nothing about. Birds and flowers and places with stars overhead and a big moon, like you see it shining across the water. And about, oh, oh, I don't know. I just love poetry, kind of. Uh. Gee, the stars are big tonight. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the trees smell so good, don't they? Uh-huh. Everybody seems happy. Yeah. It's spring. Yeah, spring. Kind of makes you feel like, uh, like, you, uh, well, uh, the way your balloon must feel just before it goes up in the air. Oh, I, I don't know how to say it. Kind of light and warm and spot. Like as if you wanted to kind of bust out of your skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like as if I, I wanted to laugh and cry all at the same time. <gasps> must be the spring. I don't know, though. I, gee, I, I felt that way sometimes right in the dead of winter. You feel like that? Like the way you said? Yeah, honest, right in the dead of winter. Say, you ever been on the sea? Only in a rowboat once. Ah, oh, that ain't no good. You gotta get out where there ain't no land. Up where there's just just sky and big shining waves and salt spray hitting you in the face. I don't know much about God, but when that old ship gets to going back and forth, it seems as if God was taking you up on his big loving arms and kinda rocking you to sleep. You know, you're just like a mother. I suppose you think I'm kind of nuts or drunk or something, huh? No, I don't. I know how you feel. I feel like I'd like to hear you talk, honest. Sounds just like poetry to me. 
fortune. I always wanted to meet a guy who could have beautiful thoughts like yours. A guy who could think things out in his head and, and write them down. Write them down? Yeah, make poems out of them. Beautiful <clears throat> thoughts, I mean. I wrote one today. A poem? You wrote a poem? Oh, sure. I read lots of them. I'm doing another one right now. Oh, well, say it, will you? Oh, well, I, I, I can't remember all of it. Then say part of it, won't you? I got it all written down here somewhere in my pocket. Read it to me. You want me to? Oh, please. Well, here it is. It ain't a very long poem. I'm going to finish it up someday and send in the newspapers. Honest? Oh, well, come on and, and sit down close to me when you read it. <laughs> I wish it was longer. When I am far upon the sea, then great thoughts often come to me. Earth is sweetest after rain. Man is strongest after pain. That's as far as I got. I'm going to finish it tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> oh, dear. It's beautiful. You like it? I think it's wonderful. How'd you ever think of it all? Gee, like that part, man is strongest after pain. Oh, I don't know. It just uh, kind of come to me and I wrote it down. So true, too. I mean, the kind of pain what hurts deepest. You know, the kind that sort of makes your heart all dry up and you think life ain't worth living. That's the kind of me. I've had it. I know what I'm talking about. You don't mean the kind of pain that comes from, uh, from love? The kind that comes from wanting someone to love. Yeah, I understand. Being lonesome-like and never finding nobody that feels the way you think they ought to about things. Do you have that kind of pain? Uh-huh. I always wanted to find somebody who felt like... like you said you felt when you was out on the sea alone. Most people don't feel those things nowadays. Anyhow, the fellas I don't meet, I meet don't. Oh, gosh. If I ever dared ask anyone to come out here and look under the stars with me and under these trees, he'd think I was off my beam. I tried it once, and what do you suppose he called me? What? Looney. That's what he called me, Looney. Why, the dirty bum yeah. saying things like that about you. But it's all alike. All fellas are, mostly. Always thinking about beer and motion pictures. Oh, and... I don't like beer and motion pictures. But, boy, I love the stars. Well, you're different from most other people. That's what I like about you. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I like about you. You have a way of understanding things. Do you really kind of like me? Well, I... Yeah. Say, listen to that. Well, gosh, that's the new orchestra down to Healy's Hall. Boy, that's some music. Yeah, gee, it's swell. Yeah, I'll tell the world. Say, do you like to dance? Well, it depends on who's dragging me to the party. I went down there once with my sister's fella. One night when she had tonsillitis and couldn't go. Gee, that boy could dance. They're married now, him and my sister. Yeah. They got a kid and another one comes... <laughs> They got a kid. Uh, say, uh, would you like to go down and have a dance at Healy's, huh? You mean you... I mean, would you like to go down and dance with me? Oh, would I like to dance? You, you ain't asking me to go, are you? Well, that's what I meant. Oh, I'd love to. Oh, say, uh, how much does it cost? A dollar for men. The girls get in free. Oh, I wonder if I got a dollar. Gee, four bits, two bits. That's 75 cents. Yeah. And a couple of dimes somewhere... Oh, here they are. 75, 85, 95. I got another red cent. I got some money here now. 10, 20, 45, 60, 70, and a dime to get home on. Go on, take it. You want me to? Go on. You think it's square? Sure, it's square. We got enough for the dancing and hot dogs afterwards. Listen. Do you, do you know the name of that tune? No, I never heard it before. What is it? It's, uh, it's the glory of love. What? The... That's the name of it. 
the glory of love. Huh. I guess, uh, I guess that means us, huh, kid? Honest. Oh, gee. You won't ever forget about the stars and all. Oh, no, never. I won't forget them. Not as long as I can look at him with you. Gee, I like to hear you say that. Boy, listen to him play. Oh, it? boy. Makes you feel like you were yeah. kind of walking on eggs, oh, eh? Come on, come on, let's go. All huh? right, let's go. Blondell and myself, thank you. The Chase and Sanborn Hour with W.C. Fields, Joan Blondell, Rogers and Hart, Dorothy L'Amour, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, and Werner Jansen continues in just a moment. Bum, 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 here we are. Eight nanny nanny and a bum, bum, bum. Take it away, Nietzsche. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to present a one-act dramatic epic entitled Summer. Conceived, written, produced, and directed by Charles McCarthy. Starring C. McCarthy, one of the matinee idols of the American stage, and featuring Dorothy Moore, an actress. Scenery designed, painted, and created by Senor Carlos McCarthy. Shrubbery and landscaping is in McCarthy Park, the courtesy of McCarthy Planters Incorporated. Incidental music composed by Charles and McCarthy. It is a hot day in July. The female, Dorothy Lamour. The handsome and debonair tar, Charlie McCarthy. Curtain. Oh, summer. Uh, summer. Oh, Summer, what is so hot as a day in July? Hello? Hello. Ain't it hot? You said it, babe. <laughs> it was hotter last night, wasn't it? Mm, you said it, babe. And how? <laughs> Are you a poet, sailor? No, I'm a sailor poet. Oh, I love ships in the summer. What ship are you often? I'm often, yes, 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 McCarthy, often on it. <laughs> Oh, I love the sea, especially in the summer, don't you? Don't mind if I do, no. <laughs> Have you ever been to sea? To see what? Oh, skip it, landlubber. <laughs> <laughs> then you are a sailor, ain't you? Yes, and how? Oh, standing on the deck and letting the salt spray hit you in the mug. Ah, and boy, do I get seasick. <laughs> You're nice, you know it. Sure, I'm specially nice in summer. Summer, a voice is calling. <laughs> Ain't it the truth? Oh, I just love weather. And I love you. Oh, you sailors. I bet you got a sweetheart in every port. No, not in summer. I don't do so good in summer. <laughs> then I love you. Mind if I sit down on a bench with you? There ain't really room enough for two on this bench, sailor. Uh, mind if I sit on your lap just because it's summer? But I don't even know your name. I'll tell you after I sit on your lap. What song is that the orchestra's playing? I don't hear no orchestra. Neither do I. <laughs> Must be the music in my soul. 
I always have music in my soul in summer. Summer voices calling. You're the nicest man I ever met in the Navy in the summer. Have you any friends on the ship? Oh, gobs and gobs and gobs. <laughs> Say, girl, how about stepping out for a fast little Lindy Hop at McCarthy's Dance Palace? You ain't asking me really to go, are you? Well, that was the general idea. <laughs> Gosh, I love to dance in the summer. But McCarthy charges a dollar for men. Yeah? Have you got a dollar? <laughs> Wait, I'll look. Better look for a dollar and a quarter. I may need lunch money. <laughs> I just got a dollar and 25 cents. Lucky for us, McCarthy lets ladies in free. Yeah. I'll tell you what you do. What we'll do now. You go in and dance, and I'll wait for you outside. Uh, let me hold the money. <laughs> oh, you're so thoughtful. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, summer. Summer beautiful, summer dumb. <laughs> okay. Say, look. Look, uh, what, uh? Look at my dress. It's got stripes all over it. Oh, gosh, I can't go. Yeah, look at my sailor suit. Looking like ex-convict. <laughs> That's summer for you. Summer? Yeah, it never fails. They always paint those park benches in summer. Ain't winter wonderful? Oh, winter. Ah, yes, indeed, winter. <laughs> And for Miss Lamore and myself, thank you. The Chase and Sanborn Hour and Don Amici may now continue. <laughs> thank you, Charlie. For a simple, beautiful melody, there's no music like the songs the Negroes used to sing as they worked all day in the cotton fields and along the river banks building up the levees. Sometimes happy and hopeful, sometimes despairing. Werner Jansen conducts the orchestra and chorus in a group of these American folk songs arranged by Nathaniel Shielcret and first played at the American Festival of Music in Washington, D.C., The Negro Spirituals, a paraphrase.
comes a time in the life of every man when he must take hold of himself, brace his shoulders back, and face the unknown future with a courage and a smile. This is my moment. So chin up, Amici, eyes front, forward march, and carry on, W.C. Field. I didn't How you like feeling, that, Bill? Uh, well, I'll tell you, I didn't like that carry-on W.C. Field. Oh. <laughs> Sounds as though I drink, Don. <laughs> Matter of fact, I feel a rather hardy combo. Means I don't feel well. Uh, uh, I got a misery of cold. Oh, well, say, that's too bad, Bill. How did you catch it? Uh, Don, you've heard the old adage, build a better mousetrap to thy neighbor and the world will beat a path to your door in the woods. <laughs> yeah, sure, I've heard that, but what's that got to do with your cold? Well, I built a mousetrap and I sat outside waiting for somebody to beat a trap to my path to my door for over a fortnight. I caught a terrific cold. Well, uh, uh, look, Bill, why, why didn't you wait inside the house? Uh, Don, you didn't wait for the call. Oh, oh. Uh, there wasn't any house, Don. It didn't say anything in the book about building a house. Uh, just at a door. Uh, I had a mousetrap, I had a candle in it, Don. Why was the candle in it, Bill? Uh, so the rats could find their way in. <laughs> when the rats got in the trap, I would blow the candle out, and the rats couldn't find their way out. Oh, that was an ingenious idea, Bill. Yeah, that's true, Don, very true, how true, so true. <laughs> but I had another idea, Don. The procedure was to sneak up behind the rack. Get him by the nape of the neck with a forefinger and thumb. Squeeze his dainty little neck tightly. When he opened his mouth in a futile attempt to scream for help. Wait, wait a minute, Bill. <laughs> Who ever heard of a mouse screaming for help? Oh, yes. Save me, save me, I'm entrapped, screamed the dainty little rat. Bill, Bill, please. But I, but I prefer a death like that. In preference to a death by cat. <laughs> Good logic, Don. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Bill, you've got the rat and his mouth is open. Yeah. Then what happens? Oh, whilst the rat's mouth is open, whilst the maw is thus distended, <laughs> you reach in your vest pocket and throw a generous portion of sand. Grade A sand of available. <laughs> yes, Bill. Grade B will do. Uh, go on, Bill. You throw a generous portion of sand down the rat's esophagus. Now, go. By the way, Don, my hourglass is running slow. Have you a little quick sand in your vest pocket? No, no, Bill. Now, you pour sand down the rat's throat, and then what happens? The rat generally, uh, gently chokes to death, an ideal death, but rather rough on rats. That, that's a terrific uh, sorry, idea, I Bill. Of it. Yes, okay. Yeah. When did you invent that? Oh, I invented the year that the Crud Boys murdered their mother. Oh, now, Bill, please, please. Which 1936, uh, 1920? No, 1780. I'm bad on dates, Don. Get a great lover of figs. I could have forgotten that one, too. Uh, okay. Just a minute, Bill. Just a minute. Just a minute. Hello, Miss Blondell. Hello, Don. Come, Rollo. Mr. Fields will tell you some funny stories, I hope. Ah, we have visitors. 
couple of Gilpins entering. <laughs> Come on, I'll meet Mr. Fields. Oh, I don't want to meet him. I don't want to oh, meet yes, him. Yes, you do. I know you do. Mm, it's going to be very pleasant. <laughs> Bill, you know Joan Blondell, don't you? Oh, yes. How are you, Joan? We had your sister Connie here last week. No. <laughs> Bill, Bill, you're all confused. Last week we had Connie Bennett. Joan Bennett is Connie Bennett's sister. Sure, everybody knows that, Don. Yeah, but, but Bill, this is Joan Blondell. You're thinking of Joan Bennett. Don't tell me who I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm still thinking of Connie. <laughs> I see you have still some of that uh, Constance Bennett lipstick on your cheek. Uh, if you look closely, you'll see it's a scar. <laughs> Hasn't healed up yet. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't kiss him. She bit him. Quiet, Rolo. Yes, do be quiet. <laughs> Bill, this is Miss Joan Blondell. Oh, yes, yes. Hello, Joan. How I'm are fine, you? Bill. I hope you won't hate me for this, but I want you to meet my nephew. Rollo Peppertone. Peppertone, eh? What a pretty name. Say hello to Mr. Fields, Rollo. I don't want I don't like him. Oh, he's a cute little fellow, isn't he? <laughs> John, why does a beautiful girl like you have a pickle like that around I didn't pick my relatives, Bill. Go ahead now, Rollo. Say hello to Mr. Fields. Hello, Mr. Redwood. Kong, Kong, Kong. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Kong, Kong, Kong. Isn't he cute? <laughs> That's where I'll sock him in a minute, right? <laughs> What reformatory or what school does he attend? Bill, I know this is hard to believe, but Rollo was talking about you all the way over here. Uh, don't tell me what he said. Let it go. Uh, ha, ha, ha. They call you W.C. something. W.C. something. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, what a lovable little nipper. <laughs> Come here and put your neck between my fingers. <laughs> Sit down here, little boy. But where? Sit down here and play with some broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, it's 150 years ago today that Washington threw a dollar across the Potomac. Yeah, I know. And... A dollar would go further in those days. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, yes. <laughs> Rather confusing, little fellow, isn't it? Yes, isn't he? He'd be very good looking if his teeth were straightened. Yeah. I may be able to straighten them for <laughs> Or even remove some of them. <laughs> he doesn't keep quiet. Don, does his nose bleed easily? I don't know, Bill. We'll find out a little later. <laughs> you know, Don, that was the year a letter carrier was shot through the heart in front of the post office in Azusa. <laughs> They mistook him for a Confederate soldier. Ha, ha, ha. Now, quiet, Rollo, please. Isn't he smart, Mr. Fields? Yes, he is. A smart little fellow. <laughs> He's very smart. He'll grow up to be a sucker for every con man in the country. Don, why is it every Sunday I seem to run into an accident on my way over here? Are you referring to Rollo or Charlie McCarthy, Bill? Oh, no, Don. I saw a dog. 
Uh, Charlie's no accident. <laughs> Don, he's a product of a highly skilled carpenter. I was over at the airport and saw a dog kill. Remind me of the day when poor little Bobby Breen's dog was killed. I heard about it over the radio. I sobbed like a young bride. <laughs> the tears ran down my chest and the back of my neck. <laughs> Cockeyed sentiment, I suppose, Don. <laughs> Half a tick, I'll snap out of it. <laughs> I think you're Bill. all right now, Don. Yes, Bill, what ahead. about the dog that you saw killed at the airport? Oh, yes. The dog ran out to greet the airplane. The airplane hit him. <clears throat> I shudder at the thought. Where did the plane hit the dog, Bill? Oh, please, Joan, please. <laughs> Let me collect my nerves. Was the dog running around the ground on the airport, Mr. Field? Uh, yeah. No. He had on a couple of water wings and was cruising about 5,000 feet up in the air. <laughs> It's another one of those kids who's a deer on the railroad track. <laughs> Does he have a brother, Joe? <laughs> no, of course. Fine to have the two of them. <laughs> that was an awful accident, Bill. Oh, yes, it was. The accident scared a horse, so they jumped through a barber shop window. The barber, Mr. O'Hare, barely escaped with his life. All right, it says a close shave here. You don't like the line? Oh, yeah, it was a close shave. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that's right. I thought he wasn't old enough to remember that answer. So. <laughs> the line shine. Oh, Rollo, you're marvelous. You know you're wonderful. Yeah, I know it. He admits it. Uh, let me introduce myself, Rollo. I know. Uh, you're Charlie McCarthy. You said Redwood Foreign Nose. Oh, boy, some nose. Ha, ha, ha. What a combination. Poison ivy and blood poison. <laughs> Why does everyone take an avid delight in running down my nose, huh? There's enough room to run up and down your nose. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, and there's a society for the prevention of cruelty to children. Come on, Raul. Let's gang up on him. You clip him and I'll mow him down. Yeah, come on. Let's get him. Uh, you keep out of this, or I'll pull off one of Charlie's legs and beat your brains out. Don't be afraid, Raul. We're going to lick him. Go ahead, McCarthy. I'll prune every twig off your body. <laughs> Don't you really like children, Bill? Sure, I like them. If they're properly cooked, <laughs> browned on one side. Now remember, Rollo, you'll be a good boy and you'll grow up to be just like Mr. Fields. Oh, I didn't do nothing. Oh, don't cry, Rollo. Uncle Willie will bring you a nice little bunny rabbit. And an open face razor, too. Goody, goody. Goody, goody. He didn't eat right. And will you bring me a nice little necktie for my nice little Nicky? Yes, I'll also bring you a little scrub and brushy for your neck. <laughs> that kid ever wash his neck? I don't know, Bill. I've only had him with me for three and a half months. I thought he smelled rather fragrant. <laughs> and what are you going to bring me, Mr. Fields? I'll bring you a wooden leg. Huh? You'll need it because I'm going to break this one. These kids are driving me to drink. Why, Bill, I read in a book once that liquor deteriorates the brain. Oh, don't. Be ridiculous, Joan. My father drank liquor and was the most one of the most alert men. 
Until the very day he dies. Is that yeah, so, Bill? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Had one of those hair trigger brains, you know. Binge, 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 binge. <laughs> one hour, but he drank a case of whiskey, all in moderation, of course. <laughs> Mine was just as clear and keen as a buggy whip. He must have been a marvelous man, Bill. Oh, yes. My Peter Noster was a marvelous man. He once went up in a balloon to accompany a lonesome parachute jumper. He got up 10,000 feet in the air. Go on, Bill. This is excruciatingly interesting. Yes, it was cold up there. My father was cold and stiff. I know he was cold. <laughs> uh, he was stiff before he went up, Bill. <laughs> father let go of the parachute. He took a chance of landing on a load of hay. Well, did he land on the load of hay, Bill? Uh, no, Don. He landed in a cement mixer. <laughs> was your father hurt? Yeah, no. How can a man get hurt jumping 5,000 feet into a cement mixer? What's the matter with I that I think we'd better get these kids out of here, Doc. I'll find out. His Before any further destruction takes place, place, come Rollo, come John. I'll have a wild thank monkey you, Mr. Right on the Thank you very much, WCP. <laughs> the heat makes you uncomfortable these warm days, remember to stop hurrying and worrying. Just relax for a minute and enjoy a tall, tinkling glass of delicious iced coffee. Iced coffee is always diluted by the melting ice, but there's an easy way to have delicious, full-flavored coffee in spite of this dilution. Just make your coffee a little stronger than usual, and be sure to use the blend that's extra rich in flavor, Chase and Sanborn Coffee. Chase & Sanborn Dated Coffee is a selection of the world's choice coffees. As soon as it's roasted, we rush this superb blend straight to your grocer, guaranteed fresh and full-flavored by our dating plan. Dating and rapid delivery also enable us to pack Chase & Sanborn Dated Coffee in an economical dated bag instead of an expensive container. And we give you the saving. Enjoy this rich, satisfying blend. It's delicious, either hot or iced. Buy a pound of Chase and Sanborn dated coffee from your grocer tomorrow. Oh, Mr. Amici, may I bend your ear for a minute? Why, what's on your mind, Charlie? Well, I would a word or two or three or two with you and Dick Rogers and Larry Hart. Well, you know, that's strange. They expressed a desire to meet you. Yeah, what's strange about that? Everybody does. Oh, Mrs. Rogers and Hart. Yes, Charlie. Charlie, my boy. I'm glad to have this chance to have a talk with you two boys. You know, after all, we have much in common. I, too, write songs. You do? Yes. Yes, I do. I don't sell any, but I write them. You write the music, too? Oh, but Definitely. I write music that can't even be played. That's remarkable. What's the name of your latest composition? Well, I just dashed off a little hink of a ditty for the masses, you know. I call it, yeah, I call it, yeah, a little of you on toast. That's strange, Charlie. We've just finished a song for Don Amici called A Little of You on Toast. Yeah. Oh, you have, huh? Something wrong here somewhere. <laughs> a little toast, huh? Yes, a little of you on toast. That's right. Some crust. <laughs> yes. It's very embarrassing because we've copyrighted the song. Oh, you have? Uh, well, there are two ways of doing business, of course. That kind of money will never do you any good, you know that. You sure yours was called a little of you on toast? 
Well, yes. Uh, maybe first I call it uh, a lot of me on a hunk of whole wheat, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I'm afraid someone's mistaken. Well, after all, none of us are human. None of us is uh, human. Uh, thank you. Uh, right. Yes. Uh, now, where were we? <laughs> Followed by just a coincidence, the same thing happened to me a few years ago. A couple of mugs came out with a song I wrote called uh, My Heart Stood Still. <laughs> we were the mugs who wrote that song, Charlie. Oh, you are, huh? Well, I don't have to ask you boys where you get your material, do I? <laughs> you sure yours was also called My Heart Stood Still? Well, roughly, yes. And then again, I think I called it mine was I Dropped Dead, something like that. Same idea, of course. <laughs> what kind of melody did you have for your song, Charlie? Was it good? Good? Well, it was good enough for Mendelssohn. I guess it was good enough for me. <laughs> where do you get yours, boys? <laughs> we like Mendelssohn, too. Yeah. Charlie, you're a genius. And since you claim plagiarism, we'll agree to avoid a lawsuit by declaring you in on the song. Oh, fine. Declare Bergen in, too. We guys, we work together, you know. Rogers, Hart, Bergen, and McCarthy, huh? It's an awful lot of names to put on one song, don't you think? Well, it's an awful big firm. I think three names might look better. Well, now, maybe you're right. Let me see. Do we need Rogers? Oh, uh, wait a minute, Charlie. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's finagling. Yes. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll leave out Bergen. That'll burn him up. <laughs> I'll plug the song, too. I'll sing it now, and by tomorrow, it'll be up in the first ten. Oh, boy, the first ten. Yeah, in the first ten wastebaskets of Hollywood. <laughs> I trust you, Charlie. But since our version was written for Don to sing, suppose we let him start it off. Okay with me. I'll top that, Don. Go ahead, Don. Hey, I'd like to crowd a couple of words in here to thank Dick and Larry for giving me the pleasure of launching their song. Dick's at the piano to help you launch it, Don. Yeah, and after Amici's got it launched, I'll sink it. Bon voyage, Wanna. <laughs> Like a tonic 
W.C. Fields. That was the year Brian ran for president. Brian ran for president? Yes, he did. Did you never hear about that? No. Oh, it's a long story. It's a whole 15 minutes. I have to wait <laughs> well, on that. Short pants was considered au fait, meaning okay for yeah. boys. Yes, yeah. yes, I know, Bill. I, know. I thought you did. Next week, I'm going to tell about my trip to the North Pole on a high wheel velocipede. A high-wheeled velocity. That's without a compass. <laughs> oh, well, say, that would be interesting, Bill. Yeah, it would we'll be interesting to... if I could think of it right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> we'll have to save that for next week, Bill. All right. And now. with us next week will be Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, oh, Dorothy right. Lamour, and Werner Jansen. Oh, she's beautiful, and he is too. <laughs> <laughs> and as our guest, Ray Middleton. Oh, he's a pip. And Miss May Robeson. Oh, we'll all be on hand to greet you, so until Are we next Sunday. Do that, uh, listen here, you know. <laughs> Can I play the face in the face in the barroom floor? We'll Can all I be play on... the barroom. <laughs> we'll all be on hand to greet you, so until next Sunday at the same hour, this is yours sincerely, Don And I'll say... be in the barroom, too, you can bet that. <laughs> Saying au revoir. Is that all?
on this program were That Foolish Feeling from Top of the Town and The Big Show from Jerome Kern's Head Over Heels. <laughs> 